The Frozen North, Episode 28, our top five underrated games. Hello and welcome to episode 28 of the Frozen North Podcast. As you can tell, my uh, my voice is not not so wonderful today. I uh, had a little bit of a cold just getting over it. Uh, feel good, but uh, my, my throat unfortunately does not. So, so you know, there's that. That's Unacceptable. Right. He's still going to have Unacceptable. it. Unacceptable. He's going to have it next week too. I will, I will technically. Yeah, he's right. going to have the same cold <laughs> next week in the future. So... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and let these guys do most of the talking. That way, you don't have to. I mean, unless you want to hear this sexy voice, I I think you should do uh, a lot I'm of talking. It. Like I, I personally, for me, you know, I'd love to do a lot of the talking as usual. But uh, I'm and, down and with interrupting that. you guys all the time. But oh uh, we need some JJ voice, especially when it's a little bit uh, more rough. Oh man. How about yeah. we talk about some video games? Oh, oh, we are. Oh, is that wait? Is that what we do on the show? A podcast this about is, video games. I was not told that when I signed video up. Video games. Yep. Uh, we I'm are confused. the Frozen North. We are a podcast that talks about story-focused video games. If this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We uh, hi. We hope you stick around for the rest of the show. We got a good one for you today. We're going to be talking about our top five underrated games. Uh, we got some news for you, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what we've been playing lately. So, uh, my name is JJ, and I'm here with my two friends, uh, Mark. Uh, yeah, I'm also here with my two friends. Uh, I did Brian. it normal, and he got thrown he off. He can't ever. <laughs> I want one time Mark to just be like, I wanted to the exchange to be like, you know, JJ, I'm here with my two friends, and then Mark. Mark goes, "Hi guys, I'm Mark. How are you doing today?" Boom, and then like the the sky falls. See, that would throw me off. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, "Uh, like who are you?" <laughs> no, but classic Mark. <laughs> so who are you? <laughs> oh, I am the uh, I am the Brian of the show. So I will be doing the Brian stuff. He's the, he is the Brian. Yeah, the Brian of the show. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Every show's got a Brian. I'm happens to be ours. That is true. Yeah. All right. Why don't we start talking a little bit about what we've been playing lately? Me, uh, personally, I've been uh, I've been thrown down on some Witcher, the first one. I'm not very far. I haven't been able to hit it too hard because I've been I, – I just got a new job, so I've been focusing, focusing on that and stuff. Um, my My sleep schedule is all different from the way it used to be, so I'm trying to get used to it again. But it's it's getting there, and uh, I, with weekends off now, I'll definitely have a lot more time to time to game. So it'll be good. Um, other than that, really nothing else. Pretty much just The Witcher. That's it. Mark, nice. I've also been playing The Witcher. Obviously, uh, I think I'm a little farther than you are. I've gotten to this sort of investigational part of the game, which I'm really digging. Uh, Is that where you're in town, like talking to a bunch of people, going back and forth? That's right. Ah, yeah, that's pretty like, awesome. Like an investigation. Well, I mean, there's other <laughs> kinds of investigation. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry. Also, I played episode three of The Wolf Among Us. I saw you playing that on Steam the other day. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, it's pretty good. It's a little shorter than the other ones, but overall, give it a thumbs up. It's a good thing you said that. Yeah, because we're the only I ones I thought who you saw were just going to do up. the thumbs up to us and then not say anything. Overall, <laughs> 
I thought it was funny. Brian, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing, uh, actually picked back up Xeno Gears, been uh, trucking along on that, uh, sprinkling in a little bit of Diablo 3. There is an anniversary weekend where legendary drop rates are at 100% more. So I've been so experiencing. 200% total? Well, whatever percentage they were before now. Doubled. Doubled. So. It would have been nice if they had done like 108%. That would have been nice. Oh, really? I would have bought the game if they did that. I think that's too many percentage points. (laughs) Oh, but 200% is fine? Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Uh, Also, I actually started uh, playing, uh, I bought, uh, it was on Steam sale like last week, uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation HD for like 10 bucks. Started playing that a little bit. So, mainly Xenogears, but uh, with a smattering of some other games. All right. Cool. Well, uh, we here at the Frozen North always appreciate feedback, so if uh, you wouldn't mind, just shoot us an email. Hit us up at frozennorthpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check out our website at fngaming.net. we got a Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Frozen North. Our Twitter is up at fnpodcast. And we've got a blog at uh, frozennorthpodcast.blogspot.com. And you can please subscribe. Subscribe. I always say that. <laughs> subscribe. Hey, you please guys, subscribe. You guys time. must subscribe. I don't know why I do that. <laughs> it's, you know, late in accents. I'm saying, like, subscribe and rate at the same time, I think. Yeah. Well, you can say, like, do mix them all together. Like, subscribe, rate, like. Uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Please. We would appreciate it. Um, I don't even know why, like. I say that I'm going to let you guys do most of the talking, then I just bust in with all this crap. Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I think that voice is sounding good. Sounding good, sir. (laughs) Sounds wonderful. You're clapping for me. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Brian, why don't we get into some news, man? News, guys. Our first headline, Pokemon fans rejoice. Ruby and Sapphire remakes coming to the 3DS. Woo! Uh, That's right, folks. A new Pokemon game has been slated for release in November 2014. That is going to be this year. However, entirely new games, these are not. Uh, (laughs) Nintendo is remaking the classic GBA titles, GBA, uh, Game Boy Advanced, of Ruby and Sapphire for the 3DS. The original Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire were released in 2002 in Japan, and 2003 in North America. The two games have sold over 16 million copies, which makes them GBA's best-selling products. Though the press release from Nintendo states that it will be a new adventure in a brand new world, only time will tell if that is a bold-faced lie. So, oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I, you know what? JJ actually converted me into a, into a uh, quasi-Pokemon fan when we bought uh, X and Y together as, as best friends. all right moving on and uh we're gonna do two uh two little uh segments about this the i think the biggest news and y'all have probably heard about it ad nauseum for the past you know few days breaking news right now we're we're breaking it for the first time i'm just saying i'm sure you guys have heard this but microsoft uh has (laughs) finally decided to uh unbundle the connect with the xbox uh, they've decided to, uh, you know, give it, a, give you an option to either buy it with the Connect or not. Uh, something I have been harping on in the show since. Probably why they probably listen. Yeah, to they the show. Li- they were like, you know, that that Brian over there at the Frozen North podcast, he really, <laughs> he really got it in yeah. my ear. No, but I think it goes to show that I wasn't the only one complaining about that. About that. Oh, definitely not. So, um, it's gonna be now. Uh, at the same price point as PlayStation 4, um, hopefully giving Xbox more of a boost in the sales market. Um, I'm excited about it. 
I didn't ever see the merit of the Connect, so therefore it, the value of it was never worth buying. Um, mm-hmm. So now that they said, hey, you don't need to buy it, I do definitely see value in buying the Xbox One. It's it's definitely a good machine, and there's definitely, 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 I'm saying definitely a lot. I'm sorry. But there is, uh, you know, Halo 5 coming down the pipes. So I'm sure we'll see another Gears of War, some of my favorite titles. So I'm excited. I don't know. What about you guys? What do you guys think? Let's see. Uh, they, they said that starting in June, right? Uh, believe it will be June 9th in June all 9th. markets where Xbox One is currently sold. And are they going to be selling a Connect standalone? That is something that's not clear, actually. Let me see. It's going to be a separate accessory for those who wish to adopt the motion and voice controls in the future. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think you can still buy the bundle as well. Well, sure, obviously. So, yeah. At least for the foreseeable for the future. F- yeah, sure. Um, the next, you know... The thing is, I wouldn't be surprised if they like make the Connect accessory like 120 Oh, you know, they're going to try to and then some of them losses. It's like, oh, well, the better deal is to get the freaking bundle anyway, so... Exactly. Uh, I just don't see any value in the Connect. I don't. Um, I've never seen value in it, so therefore any, it's not worth any I think amount there's... of money. I think there could be value in the Connect. It could but, be, yeah. Potential value, yes. But, I mean, but current uh, we, value. We talked about this. Yeah. The the issue here is Microsoft needs to spend the money themselves to show people what a good core Connect game looks Microsoft like. Microsoft needs to take the risk. They're not taking any risk with that Connect. They never did, and that was the issue. They were like, well, we're not going to take any risk. We're going to build it, but we're not going to... Mm. Yep. People thought there was potential for value in the Ouya, too. Oh, I know. Hey, they got to show its value before I, before I purchase it. And, and, and no, no matter what anybody says, they cannot show me value in the Connect because voice commands are not value in a motion control device. Um, next headline, also Microsoft uh, making also changes to Xbox Live. Uh, no longer do you need a gold membership to watch things such as Hulu and Netflix. Another amazing uh, revelation. I never understood why paid services were behind a paywall. I was like, I have to pay for Netflix. Why do I have to also have to, you know, I was like, I'll just go watch it on my, you know, my PS3. Uh, so that's another, I think they're making some, you know, look, a lot of Microsoft apologists are very upset at this, but they're, I hate to tell you this, Microsoft fans, they're doing the right thing. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're, they're doing what's, they're going to do what's best for, for Microsoft. JJ is laughing and I want to know why. I'm laughing at your note here. The one that you have at the bottom of this article. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a minute because uh, I do want to talk about that. Um, micro, I think a lot of Microsoft, and I'll call. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this because it's apropos for next week's episode. A lot of Microsoft fanboys um, are are mad because they you know they have their there's something different about Microsoft, but uh, but honestly, it was hurting hurting their brand. So I feel like doing this uh, is the the right move. Um, yeah. The way I like to put it, Microsoft is going full Sony. They decided to just mirror <laughs> Sony's uh, model, which you know, look, it's not a bad idea. Uh, no, it's like competition you're right. breeds, you know, samesies. Go ahead. I'm trying right. to think of the word. You got that? Samesies. That competition same-sies. breeds breeds a uh, uh, copy. Was that Confucius or yeah, uh, something? Shakespeare maybe. Competition yeah, breeds, okay. uh, you know, copies. Samesies. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> Uh, I think this is going to, in the end, Good help Lord. Microsoft uh, stay in the race uh, as Sony is right now yeah. uh, winning, um, if you want to put in that metric. So good, good, good for Microsoft. I think it's a great move. I will be purchasing an Xbox One now. I can, I can finally, you know, buy it without the thing that I don't value as a part of it. So, mm-hmm. bam, a thumbs up. Anyway, let's move on to a uh, let's move on to another company uh, somewhat struggling right now, Nintendo. 
uh, they have stated that they will not launch their next console until people are satisfied with the Wii U. Uh, Iwata suggests a single title could shift the momentum of the Wii U. I agree with that. Nintendo has published its Q&A from last week, financial results briefing for the fiscal year ending March 2014. In the Q&A, a question was posted whether Nintendo plans to launch its next-gen hardware in the next three years, given that Wii U is in a dire situation, potentially rushing the next console earlier than expected. Nintendo president uh, Satoru Iwata's answer posted below. Reveals that launching the next-gen system without satisfying owners of its current platforms would not produce, air quotes, good results. Basically saying, if you don't buy the Wii U, we're not launching another console. <laughs> it kind of makes that'll, sense. So, that'll show that'll us. show us. Uh, I do agree with the first uh, bullet point there that uh, I think a really good, you know, one of Nintendo's, like, brand name games that comes out for the Wii U that's actually, like... Quality is as high as going to sell a lot of systems. I think they definitely need to have some software wins right now. Absolutely. They, I mean, they jumped the gun with the Wii U. It came out a year before everything else. And if they start, you know, if they make another console before <laughs> these consoles have even almost entered the market, correct? they're going to be completely out of sync and it's going to be a bad situation. Staying on the Nintendo track, uh, Philips is actually suing Nintendo. Uh, it seeks to halt Wii U sales in the U.S., so they're going to halt those five or six sales. Uh, Philips has filed suit against Nintendo claiming patent infringement. Specifically, the comp- the complaint focuses on motion-controlled consoles and peripherals, including the Wii U and its accessories, and technology that, air quotes, models a user's body in a virtual environment by animating a virtual body to follow the physical movements of the user, end quote. Uh, pfft, sounds pretty patent trolls. Yep, I think this pretty is just going to be a. Yeah. I think this is just going to be another small loss for Nintendo, and they're just going to settle and move on. Yeah, it's pretty uh, stupid. Be honest with you. Um, moving on away from consoles, uh, to software, older software, more Shin Megami Tensei PS2 games are coming to the PS3. Obviously, that's going to be in the PSN form. Atlas made a surprise PS2 classic release of Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne for the PlayStation 3. You can grab it now on North America PSN for $9.99. They also sent out a newsletter about the game's release, but not without closing the newsletter with a tease. Is that it? Question mark. Are there more PS2 classics to come? It's getting hot in here with all these Shin Megami Tensei releases. Wow. In quote. <laughs> yes. I've never played the series, but I know it's got a huge, 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 huge following. So, yep. Um, if I do ever play it, I'll be excited to play it on my PS3 via the PSN or PS4. All right, Destiny Beta, Mark. Destiny oh, Beta. Yeah. It's launching in July. I'm excited. Yep. Activision just confirmed a month uh, for Games Beta. Bungie's Destiny is releasing on September 9th. Yeah, but Mark's going to play it on Xbox One. Uh, Mark! Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're going to get uh, an Xbox One, hey, huh? I want to know. I, huh? Yeah, give me this. I, if, I think if. Uh, I'll be honest with you, Mark. I think if if Xbox does come out with that uh, that Halo HD remake for 1 through 4, I think I might that might swing me over to the Xbox One. Before you know, the PS4. you got to do it. <sighs> All right. I'll add you to my <laughs> friends list. Well, I have an Xbox 360. 
So you can should you already can be on there to the that. Oh. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Rockstar, Rockstar, the company promising next gen release this fiscal year. Ooh. During today's, or well, it's not today, but during a record, uh, record revenue take two financial financial yeah. call. CEO Strauss Zelnick acknowledged the significant contribution. I think. I think. Uh, oh, that name doesn't get a weird hold accent on, hold from on. you. I think I read somewhere that uh, I don't know if you guys can confirm this that uh, didn't uh, Grand Theft Auto Five make, make another billion on top of their uh, launch billion? I'm not sure. I thought I heard something. Okay, anyway, uh, there. So while at their fiscal or financial meeting uh, where they were rolling in all their money, uh, they talked about a new, basically a new product coming out for the next gen consoles. He says we're excited about uh, about what Rockstar have in store for the new generation of. S- Systems this financial or fiscal year said Zelnick. Fiscal year, fiscal year. So that, I mean that could be all the way into next 2015. Right. So until February. So well, that it couldn't be from the main team because they were working on uh, GTA Five. So it's probably one of these side teams. Maybe it's a new Red Dead Redemption. That's yeah. That's Red what Dead the, game. I would hope that would be a or like maybe a game, a new the, bully game, maybe a new Warriors game. Okay, well now you're just naming <laughs> every game they've made. Yeah, yeah. The fiscal year does conclude in March. I mean, it's the end of February, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. Cool. That's uh, that's that's your uh, news, guys. News. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, we had one more thing we wanted to announce. Also, oh, Mark? that's right. We have a, a great new announcement. Uh, Matt. Hembry has become our first forum moderator on fngaming.net. If you would like to be a forum moderator, head over to our website and find our classified ads. Congratulations, Matt. Congratulations, Matt. Yeah, you're a moder- you're the moderator of my heart. <laughs> uh but yeah, he's uh we're still waiting on a, a bio picture from him if he wants one up there, but uh we got a we got a nice little bio for him. Not really little kind of yeah, it's kind of a he longer way of life story. I thought yeah. it was good. Uh, no, it was good. Absolutely, yeah. it was just yeah. like, dang. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're we're looking for more people still. So by all means, come and apply. Uh, moving along, why don't we talk about our top five underrated games? Oh, our five hundred underrated games. Here we go. Top five underrated games. Okay, before we begin, uh-huh. I would like to qualify why what. The metric was no. I used for my list so that it's not confusing, right? Because you could qualify many things. The way I, the way my list works is uh, critical acclaim, not so hot, and also people may have missed it and didn't get to play it. So it didn't it didn't quite get the ratings it deserved, and also people didn't get to, a chance to play it. Sure, so a lack of a lack of play, so sales uh, involved, and a lack of uh, critical acclaim, or maybe looked over. Uh, that uh, was my list, how I my metric was anything I can justify, <laughs> anything I can get away with. So basically, I think random. I think looking at Mark's list and looking at mine, I think we kind of were pretty similar in that, like just games that did, we we felt didn't really get the attention they deserved. Yeah, you yeah, I mean? definitely. But I mean, did, did you guys uh, weigh like critical attention over like maybe no? Because I I've got I've got like two games on mine that uh, actually three that that got really good reviews. So yours are still your metrics are great critical acclaim, but. Perhaps missed by the. It uh, has nothing to do with critical acclaim at all. It's just games that I personally feel deserve more attention. Uh, okay. 
That's that's it. So okay, personal underrated games. What have we not done a personal list? Well, I'm saying like I'm talking about underrated in general. He ruins everything. Oh man, everything. I'm just trying to get a flavor of you guys. Uh, Brian, as long as you can get away with it. Okay, deal. It, like of crime. course it's personal. If it was like factual underrated games, we would all have the exact same list. No, no, no. But this game's got to have <laughs> you have to have played, objectively, obviously. undeniably underrated yeah, games, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm. Hey, I'm just gonna have my thumb up here. Don't have <laughs> do it wrong. That's not oh, wrong. Mark, not there. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a thumb up or a thumb down, and I'm not gonna tell the audience. Okay. <laughs> this is. One of those times, it's not good that we're audio. Cause, <laughs> that was great. Wow. <laughs> not saying that we should have video of that, because that makes it worse. Right. But, you know what I mean. Oh, Lord. All right. Who wants to start? I started last time, so... Uh, my number five. Do it. This is Brian, by the way, talking. My my. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I started last time. I don't know. No, I don't, Either I don't way. Know. Well, whatever. whatever. Brian started up. Uh, my number five is Enslaved. Odyssey to the West. Um, this is the same studio I believe that did Heavenly Sword, and An- I think Andy Circus. He's the guy who played Gollum. In yes, all the he uh, kind of took the reins on this one and did a lot of the uh, mocap work. Uh, mocap is short for motion capture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this game was had an amazing story. Um, you you play this guy. I think his name is like Monkey, and it's kind of like in a dystopian future. Um. The world's kind of in tatters, and you there's a, a a woman that you have to uh, lead to the west. Um, amazing, uh, amazing graphics slash animation. I think the reason it kind of fell flat was uh, its gameplay was a bit uh, repetitivo. But uh, I really enjoyed the story. I thought, and man, the uh, motion the motion capture was top top notch. Uh, just. Uh, the music, the visuals, um, amazing. Should have been, should have been better. Should have been better. Critically acclaimed. I hear they used the connect to get the motion capture. <sighs> I put it on. <laughs> Did the, you actually uh, hear that? PS, no. the, I don't know. No, I, I tell you what, though. Uh, you know, got it got lukewarm, lukewarm critical praise, and I know a lot of people didn't get a chance to pick this up, but it's worth. I never even heard worth, of it. Yeah, it's it's good. The Heavenly Sword was also good. It was it made my top ten, but not quite my top five. So. Yep, uh, Enslaved, Odyssey to the West, my number five. Uh, Mark, why don't you go next? My number five underrated game is Lair for the PlayStation 3. No, just kidding. That game was awful. <laughs> I was uh, like, wait. Doesn't sound right. <laughs> my number five is actually Advent Rising. Man. For the Xbox and PC. Uh, this game was made by the Mustard Brothers. I don't know if a lot of people aren't familiar with the Mustard Brothers. They went on to create undertow uh not heavenly sword that 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 sword game for the for iOS. <laughs> oh god infinity blade yes that that's is. the one infinity blade uh so this advent rising is this oh, yeah, you're gonna hurt your wrist game. again well sure uh it's a it's well an, sure it's an action adventure game the music was composed by tommy tallarico who sadly doesn't seem to compose music nearly as much as he used to he's doing his whole video games live thing right now um it was the story was actually written by orson scott card of ender's game fame so you know the story's gonna be good absolutely unfortunately the game was fairly buggy yep and unpolished and it took a major hit for that so people just ended up not playing it yep 
All right. Mark's number five, Advent Rising. Oh, I really can't talk too much about these because it kills me. But, uh, like, physically, my throat hurts. Um, so my number five underrated game is Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. This game, honestly, like, if you were to look at it from a perspective of, you know, the way games are made now and how, how even from, like, you know, PlayStation, PlayStation 2 era, it's, in your words, Brian, a complete dumpster fire. Yes. And I think that's how most people do look at it, which is the problem. This game, when it was made, was designed to be an introductory RPG to people who had never played an RPG before. It's like a Western. Designed to show you the basics of, you know, just about a guy saving the world, meets his friends along the way, going through dungeons, getting items, upgrading his equipment, leveling up, all that stuff. Very bare bones and basic. There really wasn't anything special about it. But what it tried to do, I think it achieved very, very well. And that's why I've always kind of, you know, had a soft spot in my heart for it. It's not not going to win any awards, not amazing, but I don't think it deserves the crap the that it gets from people. So that's my number five, Final Fantasy Mystic Quest. Brian, number four. My number four is, thank you, Mark, Advent Rising. Um, Good choice. Yep, uh, this game I played on the P to the C, the personal computer is what that stands for. I don't know why I'm defining all the... Uh, Acronyms I'm saying anyway. Mark is kind of moving that thumb around. Okay. Anyway, Advent Rising. Mark said it. It was uh, an amazing story. Oh, that ending was such a cliffhanger too, and it was like you wanted to see the the conclusion. It just is never going to happen. I hope. Yep. I hope somebody buys the rights to that and then continues it, its story because it uh, it definitely definitely had bugs, but. It was like a hidden gem. I felt like it was a hidden gem. You know, you you know, you just what's this game? It you know had this yeah. bright yellow box with like a human on it, and it was looking up in the air, and it was like a beam of light. It's such it's almost like a cliche now, but yeah, when it came out, it was really cool. Oh yeah, and uh, I just uh, I just wish it uh, it did better so it could get we could get the conclusion of the of it of the of it of the of it of the of it. <laughs> All right, cool. So that's uh, Brian's number four, Advent Rising. Nice. Did you want you talk at length about? Oh no, wait, Mark. Yeah, we nice. need you to talk you. at length okay. about this one, please. Uh, Mark, it's your turn. All right. I've never played. All this right. Game, so you haven't. I've not. Have you played the first one? I've played about five minutes of it. <sighs> Just remember that when I read. <laughs> I the remember title. buying the first one because I had like twelve dollars in my bank account, and you and your brother convinced me to buy it because it was on sale for ten. Yeah, dude, and it's I was amazing. Like, I get paid in like four days, so it's cool. I'll make it work. <laughs> Two dollars, man. Woo! My number four is Deus Ex: Invisible War. Is this the one that came out on the Xbox? Uh, the Xbox? It, it did. It oh. did come out on the Xbox. It also came out on the PC. The PC and the Xbox. Uh, this so this came out. I think it was two thousand three. So it was like four or so years after Deus Ex. And. I remember there's sort. Of, I mean, people were sort of down on it when it came out. Uh, one thing, legitimate, legitimate complaint is there are three endings in Deus Ex, and they kind of had to find a way to collapse it down into one starting point for the sequel. Uh, for the sequel, so I could see people being a little upset about that. It was also sort of a departure. It wasn't. Uh, I mean, it was sort of watered down in a couple of ways, but the plot was just so darn good. There's such there's so many good ideas in there, and the way the branching storyline played out, especially in the beginning, was really interesting and unique. And I I have to give it thumbs up for that. Sweet. 
Good work, sir. Now, right. I need you to JJ on yours to talk at length, probably at least 10 minutes about your next one. <laughs> I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I think you would probably agree with me on this one, though. I do. I, I the, It's your number three that I have an issue with, but your, your number four is definitely one that I can see where you, why you put that on your list. Uh, my number four underrated game is Final Fantasy VIII. Yep. I, by no means, is my favorite in the series. Uh, by no means is probably even in my top five. Um, but... I like it, you know. It still it good. still had a, had a had a you know a decent story. Um, the gameplay mechanics were good. I I liked the battle system. I wasn't a fan of the draw system and stuff, but yeah. I mean, people like this game, or they hate it. Really yep. hate it. It's there's never no in the like. There's no like that game's all right. Yeah. It's like it's like oh, I really really like that one. Or that's the worst game I've ever played. You're it's right. It's uh, it's a very polarizing game. I I, I mean. I don't know. There's there's a big controversy, and it's not that big because most people think seven is better. But between seven and eight, you love one, you hate the other. I think both are great. To be honest, I I would pick seven over eight easily. But I don't think I don't think hate is the hate Final Fantasy hate. You know what? That's a that's a good way Final Fantasy. I think there I've heard it called that before. Oh yeah, you like Final Fantasy hate it. Uh, it's it just does not deserve the uh, the crap that it gets again. Same thing. I remember, so. I remember one of my friends saying that it was it was crap because uh, the characters were were lifelike. So in Final Fantasy VII, you had the little like you know Cloud was the little uh, pixely yeah. dwarf. Sorry, is that PC? I don't know. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Do they prefer dwarf. PC would stand small computer. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. So and then I remember my, uh, one of my friends' complaints was the characters were were now like life size and tall. Like, isn't that a good thing? No. Did you yeah, play I nine? Think, I did. Because yeah. they definitely were not like that in nine. Right, and so I <laughs> they went back to that. I don't know. I, it was there are a lot of weird complaint states. So I, I do agree that that was an underrated uh, uh, a title for for the Final Fantasy series for sure. It's definitely a lot not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And again, like I said, not not my favorite in the series by any means, but yeah, not a bad game. Uh, so that's my number four, Final Fantasy eight. Uh, whose turn? Brian. Yeah. Brian, you're up. Number uh, three. Th- this one I have to uh, I have to thank Mark for. I saw his list and I completely forgot about this one. Um, I think it goes to show you maybe that's why it's underrated. Uh, but yep. it was such a good game when I played it. It's b- beyond good and evil. Um, Mark and I have talked about this before. It is such a fantastic the music, the, the oh, story. Yeah. Uh, it is a bit of a campy story, a more geared towards the younger audience. But sure. at the same time, it had some really heady themes to it. Yeah, um, you know, occupation, um, too much, too much control. Uh, a lot of like spying. You you know you play as uh, Jade, and it's and you, what's the pig the pig's name? Page. Page. Just it was such a good it was such a good uh, a good story and good game that I can't believe it it got lukewarm reviews and, yeah. and uh, a very small following I, underrated for sure mark that's my number three beyond good and evil all right mark what's your number three my number three is oni does anyone remember oni do never you? played it but i do remember it i yeah i remember seeing it but i never played it my this own. was uh this game was designed by bungie west oh uh, i wish i remember when it came out because that would Ninety eight, maybe out here, but uh, but yeah. So this game, you you could say it almost completely plagiarizes the ideas of Ghost in the Shell. 
down to like the character designs <laughs> and the character archetypes. But this game was really cool. And when it came out, the kind of like kinetic uh, martial arts style combat that it was doing was sort of revolutionary, especially the way it blended it with the gunplay. And for uh, for a young mind, when, when I hadn't experienced as many stories, I really found that uh, that story to be intriguing and fascinating. But maybe if I played it now, <laughs> I would find it to be... You're a little too mature now. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd turn my nose up at it now, maybe. There you go. Too hipster to like it. <laughs> but uh, I liked it when it came out. That's Oni. All right. Mark's number three. My number three. Um, shenanigans. On it. You haven't even played it. I, but I have never seen a list. And here, before you say your number three, I have never on the top ten RPGs of all time. I have never not seen this game on somebody's list. So that's all I'm saying. I could make a list, and it wouldn't be on my top ten. I'm just Boom. saying. First time for everything. You're a first time for everything. My number three. I will. Let me explain. Okay. I'm gonna rebut you real good. All right, re- rebut, rebut me. Yeah. Okay. My number three <laughs> is Chrono Cross. You haven't even played the freaking game. It's not about the game. It's that when you I saw that on your list, I was like, man, wasn't that a really popular game? Like that's my what was my first thought. But Chrono I, Cross, yes, was popular. It sold well. Absolutely. It sold well because Chrono Trigger sold well and was amazing. Yeah. And people loved Chrono Trigger. Right. So people went to Chrono Cross looking for Chrono Trigger and the direct sequel to Chrono Trigger. They that's not the case. It's not what it is. There are some very, very loose tie-ins to it, sure. but it is by far from the same game or even that similar. And because of that, the people who did play it, you know, because there were so many people who bought it, it gained, gained that much more hate. Um, and not not from critics. Critics. I was going to say, I got critical acclaim, right? That's, that's the thing. It's critics, I think, and this is one of those cases where they looked at it... As a standalone? Not, not objectively, but yes, as a, as a standalone. Kind of uh, kind of like just took it for what it was, which is how people should have. But, I mean, if you if you look at like review sites and stuff, you look at the critics' reviews, they sure. are all very, very good. But you look at reader reviews, and they are all over the board. Gotcha. Anywhere from 2 out of 10 to you know 10 out of 10. It's crazy. So many people don't like this game just because they don't think it's Chrono Trigger. So it got underrated. That's by- my problem. Gotcha. So they're like, I don't like it just because it's not Chrono Trigger. Correct. When they didn't give it an objective yes. chance. Gotcha. Absolutely. Okay. And I think I think if they had come into it not expecting that, they may have found you know a wonderful experience because sure. it really is a good game in its own right. Right. But it's not Chrono Trigger. Okay. And you shouldn't expect that. And that's why people shouldn't hate on it. I just got rebutted mean? pretty so. McIntyrely. <laughs> But that's that's why it's on there. Okay. So because right. I mean you're you're right. It did, it sold extremely well. Absolutely. I, I accept your I accept your your justification for it. Oh, thanks. Yep. Appreciate it. You rebutted me Mac entirely. I don't even know how to respond to that. You do know how. Nope. I don't. Brian, what's your number two, man? Number two for me is the Legend of Dragoon. The. Uh, what I like to call dragons mixed with Power Rangers mixed with Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's um, the one. This game got. I remember when it came out because I really my friend was really big into like Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger or not Chrono uh, not Chrono Cross Chrono Trigger. I'm sorry, Final Fantasy Seven. He he was like, this game is just like it. It looks just like it. It was a Final Fantasy Seven cr- uh, clone. Uh, I would like to say. 
when it came out, I got like a seven, I believe. I remember, I remember this was IGN just started uh, becoming a thing, and I looked at it. I was like, why did it get rated so bad? I was like, I don't understand. I was younger, picked it up, played it. Oh my god, it was amazing to me. I was like, I don't have any idea why this got you know lukewarm reviews. Uh, Probably, I mean, they were comparing it to Final Fantasy, and that's why I think why it got underrated so harshly. Truthfully, it 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 felt very similar to Final Fantasy VII, uh, but it wasn't as open. Correct. It was very, very linear. But uh, I, I loved it so much, and I was like, why is this Why is this getting trashed so much? You know, it's got such a great story, great concept. I love the whole, like, you know, Dragon Spirit makes you into a, you know, Dragon Power Ranger. I loved it. I, I, I mean, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on this. Um, I, I will say, I think this is one of those games that uh, people are kind of looking back on now and reflecting and being like, well, how did we miss this? You know, it's like, yeah. well, Final Fantasy VII was kind of right and there, that, taking up the bulk of the sunlight. That makes sense. So, um, but I, I, you know, I don't really hear too many people say bad things about this game, um, sure. especially the ones that did play it back then. But people are, are from what I can tell and understand, uh, going back to it now, which good. is a good sign. Yeah, it's a so. it's a good one. I like it a lot. Cool. So Brian's number two, Legend of Dragoon. Mark, what's your number two? Oh, Yeah. My number two is Brian's number three. Uh, that would be Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil. Beyond Good and Evil. What a great game. It is. What a great game. Designed by, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right because it's French, but Mitchell, Michelle, Mitchell, Michael Ansel. How do you uh, spell it? M-I-C-H-E-L. Mi- Michel? Michel? Yeah, there you have it. Who designed uh, the... Peter Jackson King Kong game, uh, Raymond Origins. You just call it Raymond? Raymond Origins. He did say that Raymond. Everybody, Everybody loves, Raymond. loves Raymond Origins. <laughs> <laughs> they do. Uh, so this game, wow, what a gr- what a great game! I would say it's almost it's almost like the Pixar. It's, it's a it's a game that Pixar would make yeah. if they made mm-hmm. a game. The character designs were so good. The acting was really good. And Brian said it was sort of a childish, a child geared geared game. I would say it's more of a teen, yeah, early, well, early teen geared game. But it was something that anyone could enjoy. Like I say a good that Pixar movie. I say that because you know in the stealth moments where you got you, the way you take out the enemies is you just you bust their their, their sure. cans. And but also, I think that was just more also part of a more comedic, lighthearted approach. Sure. Right. Uh, it had some mature ideas to it, it that were uh, interesting. Made you think, and. Man, so typing on a key, uh, typing on a controller. This sounds like a departure, but I'm going somewhere with this. We've all hated typing on a controller on consoles for like decades, right? Because yep. it yep. sucks. Yep, since then. Well, this just <laughs> happened to have a great solution to that that nobody ever noticed or used anywhere else, and that's taking the entire keyboard and laying it out on a helix that you scroll through. Yep. With the joystick, it's still QWERTY as well, I believe. Might be. I'm not yeah. sure. Either way, it's so much faster than uh, real typing. I just yep. wanted to put that in there. Brian already told you what was great about the game. It really knows how to pull at your heart So you want to bring out the typing. That makes sense. Hey, it was cool. People have been trying of, to solve that problem, hey, and they solved it hey, like 10 years ago. A lot of cool concepts. Yeah. Cool I will concepts. say, Ubisoft. Like, I've never played this game before, but I remember watching you play it at the lake, and yeah. literally for like the entire afternoon I watched you play, you just walked back and forth through the same cave, crawling through a tunnel. That's all I remember. That's all I what? remember. I was probably near the end of the game. Oh, that, you that part was a little bit frustrating. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember much about it. 
So, yeah. Or I was trying to get all my bring pictures. Bring it back, Ubisoft. I was probably trying to get a picture <laughs> of some creature. Sequel, Ubisoft, you heard me. Yeah. I don't know if they'll bring it back. They've already gone beyond good and evil. <laughs> okay. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so, Mark's number two, beyond good and evil. My number two is uh, the number two in a series that I really like. Nice. The Wild Arms series, Wild Arms 2, to be uh, more specific. I have heard, I actually recently listened to a podcast where they called this game the worst in the series, um, which isn't the first time that I've heard that, and I I disagree. I think, think, honestly, the series got worse as it went along, Um, which isn't to say that any of them are bad games. I just don't think the, the later ones are as good as the first couple, but it's... I mean, it it still retains the the old school feel of of old school RPGs, while you know doing what those kind of games were trying to do at that point is push the envelope of the new systems that were coming out, like PlayStation, that kind of stuff. And I I think it did a, just a wonderful job, and it was a good good solid game that just I don't know why it gets the flack. It's goofy and corny. Brian would hate it with a passion. Yeah. I know it because there's it's so it's a convoluted mess in a lot of places, like. It's pretty darn ridiculous. There are a lot of moments where you go, I don't, why am I here? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it really is. But I mean, just from a, from a gameplay standpoint and just if you, again, take it for what it is, which I mean, you know, I like those kind of games anyway. So for me, I, I just don't think it deserves the 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 flack that it got. So that's my number two, Wild Arms 2. Very good. Second Ignition. Oh. Oh. My number one. Let me ask you guys a question. And the audience can participate too. Raise your hand if you'd ever played a Spec Ops game before. I'm sure none of you are because those games were perennially bad. Anyway, this one, the line, Spec Ops, the line came out. And I remember seeing it. And I remember seeing it advertised. And I was just like, eh. I think it's funny that his number one is a bro game. It's definitely it's not, not a bro it's game. Not a bro it's game. definitely not a bro game. Uh, the dude at when I when I still had my old job, the dude there that told me that his PS3 was more powerful than my PC, uh, loved this game. Okay, let me explain. And he always talked about his KDR. No, let me explain. This this was not an online game. I don't I don't believe, it, or at least yeah. it. Uh, oh, at least I didn't play it for the online. Um, well, I read uh, a review on this game. And this reviewer's like, this is one of the best stories in any uh, like modern military shooter that he's ever played. And I was like, what? Like, because you're thinking Spec Ops game, you're thinking like, oh, you know, it's going to be a bro game. It's going to be just a really like quick story with a multiplayer facet to it. So right. lo and behold, a Steam sale comes along, and this game's for five bucks. And I'm like, you know what? I, I read that review. I'm going to try it out. Holy moly, that story gave you it gave me goosebumps like physically. At the end you're like makes you ask questions. Oh, oh wow. Uh it it the story's a lot about the morals of war and like what's right and what's wrong and it weighs it weighs those things in such an artistic way that at the end you're like you're kind of trying to justify it. it it's it, you have to play it to to experience it, but uh the why did you buy it on Steam? It was free on PlayStation Plus a while ago. I I played it back like Maybe two Steam Steam sales ago. It's been out for a while. Yeah, it's... yeah. Two two Steam sales ago. That was what is that like three two months years ago? ago? No, like two summer sales ago. Oh, oh, I see. I see. Yeah, like uh, two years ago. Yeah, okay. All right, it was on sense. there for like five bucks, and I looked at it, and I was like, man, I was like, let me try it out, and then you play it, and you're like, I mean, the end of the game, you're thinking like, oh man, it's one of those moments where you're watching the credits, like I said with uh, um, Bioshock Infinite, where you sit there and you're like, what? You know, very, 
very heady. I I was blown away that this bro game had such a uh, had such a <laughs> absolutely phenomenally written story in it. You know, it had its what a shocker. Yeah, it had its issues, but it was quite a good game. Is that your number one? That's his number Spec one. Spec Ops. Well, the line. Uh, we one. have a better number one. No we shenanigans. Do. Uh, shenanigans. No, we have certain. a better one. Okay. Mark and I and have I'll the give same you, number one. I'll give you one hundred and eight reasons oh. <laughs> why it's better. Our number one is the Suikoden series. Absolutely. One, two, three, and five. Uh, Mark, can you explain? <laughs> Mark, Mark. Yeah, I was going to say, hey, go ahead and tell me how underrated and four was. Go, go. Give me its merits. I'm, I'm going to tell you that once my <laughs> screen turns back on. <laughs> the series as a whole. All right. Okay, here's what I'm going to tell you. Number four, I'm probably overly harsh on it. Therefore, it's underrated by me. Boom. Didn't all the Suikoden series get pretty good critical acclaim? Four didn't. Besides four, <laughs> yeah, four didn't really. I don't think. Depends on who you ask. Look at uh, look at the review it, on RP, uh, RPGfan.com dot com for Sweetcoden Two. It's like six out of ten. Wait, I'm looking really. Yeah. Wow. I'm lo- hey guys, I'm just I'm looking through my list here, and I I can't see any other of these games on here that have an entire movement of twenty thousand plus people uh, wanting to bring it back. That's beyond good and evil. Okay, Thank God there's one. <laughs> But it's not. It hasn't come back. That's the problem. But is that does that because the, the, the company underrated series it? doesn't? It has not gotten the attention that it deserves. It is on par with, and I, I'm a Final Fantasy freak. You know that. I think I think it's on par with the Final Fantasy series as far as writing and you know just having its own unique uh, feel. I'd it's, say we've we've gotten a long way towards getting it exposed to more people, but right. we are not Absolutely. there yet. I think the fact yet. that it has an entire movement devel- uh, devoted to making it less underrated is pretty good testament to it. And I really enjoyed one when I played it. So you yeah. like two even more. Yeah. So I I uh, I can see it, guys. I was going to rebut McIntyre, yeah, but uh, Mark, tell me how good four is. Four is awful, <laughs> but probably <laughs> least favorite uh, game of if all you time. ask someone else, they might disagree. So <laughs> I love how last uh, last uh, top five we did was uh, least favorite game of all time. Uh, Mark's was uh, Sukin and Four, and now he is defending it. Honestly, if underrated. we had to narrow it down, though, I think Mark and I would probably have the same game in the series as as uh, most underrated as well. Three, three, definitely, yeah, three. definitely. Yeah, that's my favorite game in the entire series. Most people like two, um, but I had an absolute blast with three. The combat's a little slow, but the game itself is. And you may be right because I think two is. Widely accepted as Def- the most. Two is you know you ask anyone what's the best in the series. Yeah. It's always going to be two. Everyone's always going to so say everybody that. overlooks three. But I think three definitely gives it a run for its money. Yep, I feel the same cool. way. All right, so there you have it. Very good. The Suikoden series. Can't wait to play four. <laughs> you got to get through two and three first. Yeah, that's true. Three is a long game. Although I'm uh, I'm getting through Xenogears and realizing uh, what a trip that was that has been. Need to hurry up and finish. Good Getting close, night. Yep. man. Uh, you've been saying that for like a year. Well, I took a, <laughs> took a, like a two week break. Mm. And when did he start playing this? He beat Final Fantasy One. This back and in like February. Final yeah, February. Fantasy Two. I think end of February is when I started. And then Mark. what happened after Final Fantasy Two? He he's still on his journey. I played Suikoden after Final <laughs> Fantasy Two. <laughs> on his journey, Suikoden. Good. Like, that's a good choice. <laughs> good good work on that one. Thank you. Oh my goodness! I think that's all we have. Yeah, for today, guys. That was a good episode. Good, solid, great episode. Yeah. Uh, um, coming a little short today too. I'm wow. hoping uh, JJ's to... voice can heal 
in the next thirty minutes. I can I can fill <laughs> some it. time with uh, just a random thought. Uh, about go ahead, stuff. Do it right now. Let's talk about uh, how um, he just got a lot no, louder. <laughs> hold on, I have a really really fun topic to talk about, and that is next gen consoles. And what about the their? You mean current gen consoles? We already talked about current, that. Current gen before. consoles. Thank you. That's all the time we have yeah. for today. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> we appreciate your uh, your support. And uh, check us out at uh, fngaming.net. Absolutely. My name is Mark. My. See, you threw us off. Yeah, Mark, you what are you doing? Off. I had to get in there before you tricked Wait, me. Wait, go back to JJ. <laughs> What's your name? My JJ? name is JJ. Your name is JJ. Uh, unhowdy, y'all. Oh. oh, you're like reversing it? Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. He didn't, he didn't howdy all at the beginning, so what are you doing, uh, sir? I'm going into from negative. The last time. we got to do the whole episode over again. Yeah, yeah. Start from the we'll beginning. Start over. Start. Hello, and welcome start to the first. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Brian, guys. All right. Thanks Where's for listening. That? And shut up, Mark. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and shut up, Mark. But keep on gaming. Please send us Brian hate mail. This song was made available via the Creative Commons Attribution License. The song, Somewhere in the Stars, was written and produced by SoundCloud user underscore TWC.